Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. Well, I see. Uh, sorry, hang on. <laughs> Dude, you gotta be on the I, ball, I, man. Oh, are you nervous, Darcy? <laughs> I'm not, it's not oh. that I'm nervous. But I don't. You're listening to the only Blue Buzzard podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. As I fade, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of geo all the homies want to be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the streetlights. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Gangsters. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. This is Low Elo, episode 49, and I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, aka Eat Crayons. And my co-host, as always, is Dave, a.k.a. Compu386, refreshed after his recent trip to meditate with Burmese monks. Meditate? Nah, man, we were partying. Those Burmese monks goes hard in the paint. <laughs> this week, we're joined by Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123, who is hard at work writing his memoirs, I Crushed a Wuss Bag. Yeah, and I'm, it's whenever you're writing your memoirs, you just think about all the good times you had crushing wuss bags. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll let you know when I get the thing published. All right. I look forward to reading it. We also have a special guest from the future. Shay, a.k.a. Darkski. I have to ask, how does this podcast end? Well, I wouldn't want to spoil it for you, Jeff. Where's the fun in that? Oh, man. Is this like a time traveler rule? Well, I mean, if you affect the past, it affects the future. So if I told you what happened, it wouldn't happen. Or maybe you telling me what happens is what makes sure that it happens. Oh, man. I don't think brain time travel works that way, Jeff. Hmm. My brain. No. I won't claim to know how the space-time continuum works. I will leave that to our Australians. Either way, <laughs> this week we talk about Epic Vegas event IPL5 and a lesson on caution and confidence. But first, at IEM Singapore, a team named Armageddon made history after some crushing defeats but are they really the ones that we should be criticizing? The games I'm talking about are uh, really two in particular, Armageddon versus KLH and Armageddon versus ELO Hell, in which this team uh, was defeated handily in 11 minutes and in 13 minutes, after which uh, not only did the community explode with criticism about the team, but even uh, the casters for the match had some pretty negative things to say about them. But... Here's the whole story. Anyone want to jump in? Yeah, and it, when I had first heard about it, I, I was like, yeah, because the, the way I heard it was the Dota 2 team joined it to play League of Legends because League of Legends was easy and then got dominated. So I was like, yeah, good for that, Dota2sucks.com. But then later found out that they were stepping in for a, a vacant, I guess the team couldn't make it. So they like, hey guys, you want to play League of Legends at this event? And then they, I don't know if reluctantly, but they, they said okay. And they got trashed. And. Well, and then not you know, only that, they got trash talked. Mm hmm. Yeah. And everyone in jump. And it's like, it's like if Lance Armstrong went to a box match and like the other boxer didn't show up. So there's Oscar De La Hoya and, and they're like, hey, Lance, you know, you, you ride bikes for a living. Why not try your hand at boxing and then gets knocked out in one punch? I mean, 
and everyone calls him a noob. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that wouldn't happen. No, it's like the, these were double A players playing in the major leagues. It's just it wasn't even fair, you know, not even in the in the same class. And I mean, that's indisputable. These guys weren't in the same class, but that's not their fault. That's, that's the fault. I mean, of the, it's not even the same sport. Okay, okay. So <laughs> so amateur mini golf players are subbing in to play against a professional football team. How's that? Is, is that more appropriate? Or, you know, the bowling team is going to play chess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the goal is to knock all the little pieces over, right? <laughs> they, yeah, that's the they same have game, isn't experience. It? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the story of this was actually kind of kind of sad to hear in the end, just because... Um, I mean, and I was on that bandwagon to start too. When I saw those games, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are so bad. Like, why are they even here? But then you find out it's not their fault. They were, they were pulled into this by, uh, you know, event organizers that they, they didn't vet them. They didn't make sure that they were a qualified team for the event. And uh, I think really the ones that we should be upset at are, are them. What do you guys think, Darksky, uh, Christian? I mean, if they really had no experience of League of Legends, did they think that there would be a different result? Or were they just pulled in for the spectacle of it? I don't know exactly what their thought process was. Yeah, I, I hope at the end it of the day, it, it, it was just a. It was. It seems like it was just a, a stunt. Well, even if it was, even if we went back to Lance Armstrong going into to the ring against Oscar De La Hoya, he gets knocked out in one punch. Everyone laughs, like, "Oh yeah," but you know they don't make fun of lance armstrong for not being able to box right you know the, the announcers <laughs> then don't go on and and talk about how you know oh man lance armstrong shouldn't even have shown up today like <laughs> really <laughs> everyone knows boxing's easy right? <laughs> you know, cycling on. takes skill yeah it's oh, overall i mean and, and here's what upset me the most what upset me the most is i could predict the the response from the community right you were going to get a very vocal response from that vocal minority, uh, you know, from from Reddit and from the forums of exactly what all, all of our first thoughts were. Oh, my gosh, these guys are so bad. This game is hilarious, right? You can predict that. But it, then when it was the casters, and I'm trying to remember the exact words that they said. Like, th there was one point where, uh, gosh, what's his name? The, it was uh, Joe Miller and... But 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 ILY, who were casting the the match against uh, KLH and and Armageddon, and and at the end it's like but 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 is giving Joe every way out of disparaging this team, you know he's he's saying well no but you know it's a a lot of fun and it's really a great experience that they got to be a part of this huge event, and you know Joe Miller's just like well yeah but it wouldn't have been, or, but maybe not such a great experience since they lost. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what <laughs> he was. That was pretty, pretty unclassy. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what if a, what if, what if a professional sports commentator at the end of a football match then went on to say, "Yeah, well, the Raiders probably shouldn't have even played today." <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that that's how we all feel about the Raiders, anyways. Um, more hand egg talk for you, Darksky. But uh, you don't you don't say that because it's unprofessional. Hmm. I mean, there's no way that he he didn't know what had happened either. I yeah. mean, he had to have known they were just pulled in that they weren't they didn't sign up for that. 
Well, and he still went along and disparaged them anyway. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, it's like there's there's no argument for him because he, I mean, it's it's your job as a caster to be as up to date as possible on the teams there, and if you suddenly have a team that you're casting for that you don't know anything about them, that should send up a big red flag, and you that should immediately tell you, okay, small guy on the scene, I need to be encouraging. Because what I mean, I guarantee the last thing Riot wants is for people watching the game to suddenly think, oh my god, I don't I don't want to try and be competitive at this game because I'll get made fun of. Yeah. No, and what if that would what if they had signed up and been like a noob team? There was a game, I can't remember, I think it was at the No, it wasn't the qualifiers, where TSM just destroyed Marn. Mm-hmm. You know, and Marn, they have a, I mean, serious, I mean, they are competitors in League of Legends. They haven't won anything, really. They're not very good. Yeah. But, you know, if that had been a serious competitive League of Legends team that lost in 11 minutes, I mean, that that's just ridiculous. That You're right. He's encouraging the kind of attitude that we discourage here, the raging, the calling names, all that kind of stuff on a professional level. Yeah, and, and that's the last place that we need it. I mean, we've already talked in the past about how we need our professional players and the representatives of the professional community, the casters and such, to be acting more like professionals. I mean, that goes back to like the first 10 episodes of the, of the podcast. And maybe it needs to be said again, but you know, I, I think that one of the proudest days for us was seeing Freak wearing a tie. You know, in a, in a, in a, like in a suit and tie. I can't even remember what the first event was. Maybe it was IPL, the last IPL. But seeing him in a suit and tie, it was just like, all right, no, this is, I, I like this look. That's the way that we need it. Now let's see if we can get the uh, players into consistent jerseys and maybe, you know, into, into suits and ties or something like that for after. Something more games. than a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, let's, let's make them look a little bit less like gamers and a little bit more like professionals that, maybe you can relate to still that's and well but even more importantly and more to the point in this one and and by the way when when joe miller made these remarks he was wearing you know like just this this gaudy like very bright not really fit for camera shirt uh, i don't know i'll put a picture on the on the podcast or something like that but so there there goes the professional dress but just not classy man i expect more I expect more, but I do have to give a kudos to uh, but 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 IOI because he he did try to put a positive spin on it at the end. He did give him every opportunity to to get out of there looking classy. So you know what, good good guy, but 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 I'm I'm all for that. Is that weird? Good guy, but but but. <laughs> and you're all for it? Yes, I'm. I am all for good guy, but but but. That's his fault. I mean, it's his name. It's an odd name for a, a professional shoutcaster. <laughs> right. I, I'm but, well, but I O Y. It's fine, though, because <laughs> not spelling but with two T's, it's just one. So, but, but, but. Like, it's like you're stammering. But, yeah, but, but until but, you said that, unless the people listening to this show were already familiar with him, they didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I thought his name was Butt Butt Billy for you know the entire <laughs> and, tournament. But but is <laughs> that even is Billy that even better? 
<laughs> like that that I sounds know. like a that sounds like a character from like one of those cartoons that it's okay to show your kids because they won't get it, but all the adults are still, you know, kind of laughing, you know, behind their shirt, you know, like, oh man, that butt butt Billy. Every cartoon from the eighties and nineties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's better, but let's you know, let's move on to the next event because uh I am at this point, you know, hopefully there's some lessons learned there. But the next big event is IPL5. Now, IPL4 was epic. This has really become kind of an institution. They're hosting it out in Vegas. It's a four-day-long event with, uh, you know, multiple multiple games being played. But League of Legends, get a hold of this. What is this, 16 teams? Was it, Darksky? 16 teams, yes. Yeah, 16 teams playing 101 matches over four days. What? <laughs> on three I'm, streams. On three streams. I feel they may have overstretched their limits slightly. Like I, you know, I sent this picture of the brackets to everybody before we started this podcast, and it is it not just the most convoluted graphic you've ever seen? I, I did not understand it at all. Like, how, wait, is I, I is purple brackets the losers bracket or? Is the, well, I, 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 no. I understand it, but I, I'm starting to feel bad for the players. You know, maybe one reason they don't, uh, you know, dress up nice and wear screen printed T-shirts of their team is because they're effectively getting paid, you know, $15 an hour. <laughs> I mean, because they're, they're there for 20 hours. Yeah, they're there for what, four days, 100 games. Like if you if you divide up the prize money by five people and then over each hour of of time i mean are they getting minimum wage <laughs> i mean if you're if you don't place in the top three i bet you're not getting paid much at all you know what this talk sounds like to me compy players what? union yeah yeah players union man they do need a players union i mean all these tournaments and stuff i mean the prize money is going up which is good this one ipl5 is what a hundred thousand for the first place a hundred thousand. Well, no, it's, I think it's fifty fifty thousand for first place. A hundred thousand is the total total yeah, prize. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's even worse. But, <laughs> you know, it's like it, I'm starting to feel bad for. It's like slave labor. <laughs> well, like, maybe it's not quite at the slave labor point, but but I know what you're talking about. I mean, compared to compared to any other sort of sport, uh, professional sport, it does when you really break down the numbers. This is not where they make their money. I mean, there's there's teams here that you could feasibly say will make more money by streaming over the course of four days than they will at this tournament just because they won't place, right? Right. Yeah, it's like I've had lots of low-paying jobs. I think that's all I've ever had is low-paying jobs. And, you know, you have the people that uh, show up all dressed up because they want to advance and get promoted and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to dress up, you know? <laughs> I, Pay me some real money, then I'll dress up. <laughs> well, you can't afford real clothes on, you know, nine dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, it, see, th there we go. The professionalism side. Maybe if they dressed up, then the tournament organizers would up the ante. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. What, what world do you live in? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I live in a I live in a fairy tale world where you know <laughs> you, 
you are you are gauged visually as a person by you know you, how well you, you present to, yourself. Yeah. Well, what they need to do is stop paying him money and pay him in like IPL store credit. <laughs> you know, you can you can win this tournament and purchase things through the IPL store, through the IGN store. <laughs> yeah, through the IGN store, get paid in like you know coupons, right? Purchase a game review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I like that because Curse even runs their events and they just hand out tickets that are like, you know, good for one free meal at the Curse house. You know, we just want people who do a hard day's labor in exchange for room and board. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the nothing wrong with wage, that. The, gov- yeah. the government wants to say I can't do that. Yeah, we just, we just <laughs> want to provide people with the means to live a happy life. Yeah. Who needs more? <laughs> I mean, then if you think about them too, all huddled, huddled together in their gaming houses, which you know aren't aren't luxurious mansions, <laughs> like somebody's garage. It's the gaming house. Yeah, actually, actually, some of them are luxurious mansions, though. <laughs> well, have you, the the curse house is is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. So but, there's the uh, CLG house. Yeah, yeah. No, they're both pretty big. I mean, even even TSM does well for their houses in the past when they decide to sit down and practice and everything. Um, you know, I, I think that there's still room for, for the, I guess the money to grow. And, uh, given it's still, esports is still in its infancy. Yeah. We had this huge event, but, uh, esports and even league of legends, esports, which is kind of paving the way for everybody else is still new and it's still cheap. So I, you know, I propose, I propose that we start, you know, Low Elo local chapter or Low Elo Players Union local chapter one, right here, right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we we'll advocate st- for uh, what exactly? Uh, not double elimination tournaments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For, <laughs> we we advocate for single elimination tournaments. We advocate for you know single elimination group stages followed by double or or by. Or single elimination, one game played group stages, followed by best of three brackets played over the course of uh, no no more than five days, with no more than three games played by any given team in a day. Yeah, and if you if EA wants to make the video game version of you know like League of Legends team manager, they have to get the likeness rights from us from right. the players union. Oh no, that's perfect. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, and then we can we can you know do another one every single year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do we'll, we'll do low low elo League of Legends 2012. Yeah. A series of interactive spreadsheets. Yeah, this is interactive spreadsheets. We'll hey, we'll have downloadable content, you know, for free, of course. Where, you know, like if if the odd one gets injured, then we'll update the <laughs> roster. Yeah. And and when inevitably Afromu leaves or gets kicked from another team, we'll update that too. Yeah. All right. Players Union. All right. Let's EA, you can contact us for consulting and uh, for you know players' rights. I think so far we've got what four members. Four members. <laughs> to the players I think we union. need to contact the players first. <laughs> no, I, I think we start the union first, and then we contact the players. Oh, uh, we can charge them dues, right? Right, right. <laughs> I like that. Wow, they'll charge dues so that you can be in I've the always wanted game. to be a union boss. <laughs> Me too. A crooked one. Yeah. 
a corrupt union boss. That's been my goal. No. I gotta aim high. I, I I feel like we have a lot to offer the world of corrupt union bosses. <laughs> I mean, could we could we show up at the the annual Hawaii conference for corrupt union bosses? And you know, when they ask us, oh, so what is what union do you guys represent? We're like. We represent a union of players or of people who play video games for money. <laughs> like I feel like they would just light a cigar right there, like, well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> well, what were yeah. we talking about? Uh, we were we were Big talking legends. about how insane IGN is for making this this series four days long and hundred and one matches wide. Watching this is going to be impossible. <laughs> no, it is impossible. Like, there's no way anyone could watch. Because not, o- not only are there 101 games played over the course of four days, and every single day is like 10 hours long of straight coverage, but they have the games running concurrently on different streams. Yeah. Well, I get tired after watching like two games in a row, like with any other tournament that goes on, but 101 with like three of them going at a time. Yeah. Um,. I don't think my brain can process that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people's brains can't do the same either. Yeah. Well, I, I think after day one, maybe day two, it goes down to only two at a time. So there's not a whole lot going where there's three uh, at any given time. But it's still just, just mind-boggling. Well, and the, this is... the, whole, the whole draw of watching a tournament is like to get the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you watch those early group stages to see who the surprise is, you know, yeah. and who's doing really well and who's picking who. And then, but it's just, it's going to be impossible. It's just, everyone's going to wait for the semifinals, you know, and watch that. Yeah, well, I feel like when we had, I think they should have done a format a little bit closer to what uh, Riot did with their finals, minus some of the uh, technical hurdles that they faced in execution, where instead of starting out with this enormous pool of teams why don't you start you know take that enormous pool of teams teams and then start them out in not qualifiers but like playoffs okay that take place you can have it online, online either online or at loca- on location whichever you one you want but you know they're just they're playoffs so of course there's not all the crazy glitz and glamour but you still make a big deal out of them right you you, you advertise them and loop it in as part of the greater budget for advertising this entire event so that people get hyped up for it for weeks in advance. I mean, how how much have we talked about how there, there are players who didn't even know IPL5 was going to happen until like a week ago? Because yeah, their hype, ma- yeah, their hype machine is so <laughs> yeah. bad. So why not let the players and the fact that they're playing playoff matches be the hype machine? And then yeah. you get to IPL five. You can or still run it over the course of four days, but at this point, let's say you've got, you know, four teams, and so you're yeah. just going to run these awesome, enormous feature matches that have you know like a half hour of crazy commentary and shows and stuff like that in between every single game on the match. So it's just a huge spectacle, and you still fill in a whole bunch of time. And then give us this enormous finale at the end. Yeah. Anyway. Send consulting requests to <laughs> team at lowelo.com. <laughs> I feel like we're, we make the best armchair event coordinators. Yeah. In, in like armchair champion designers. And if just, if people would listen to us, you know, come on. Yeah. 
us and our, our <laughs> obviously qualified opinions. Yeah. Well, I'm extremely qualified to organize esports events. I mean, come on, I'm an I'm an amateur corrupt union boss. <laughs> <laughs> You just you gotta listen to me. Yeah, you have well, pertinent last. experience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's something that I think we all have uh, varying levels of experience. Probably, really more on the confidence side. But let's move to our playbook. That uh, we're going to talk about balancing caution and confidence. And uh, you know, this was this was Copy's topic. This is Dave's topic to begin with. And uh, really the whole idea being that you don't want to be the guy who's always afraid for his life in back, but you also don't necessarily want to be the guy charging in all the time, right? Well, yeah, and the big thing is that uh, we are big proponents of finding a group of people to play with and then playing with them, you know, and that's, that's really the best way to experience the game. The big disconnect that comes from the multiplayer game is when you get players on the same team who have different levels of confidence and caution. You know, there's the uh, Christian, Jax, will just jump in there. Uh, Jeff on Warwick, you'll just jump in there and ult. We all know that because we played together. We have that same level of confidence. You know, if, if uh, you know, someone on your team has a lot of confidence and the rest of the team doesn't, they're going to feed. Yeah. At least that's what you're going to label. Well, and here's here's a good example. Here's a good example of being having played some ranked games uh, recently on stream. One of the things that I have to keep reminding my team, uh, or sorry, keep reminding the stream and reminding myself, is that I'll make a what I call just a boneheaded move where I get very aggressive on somebody. And the thing is, is that if Compi were there, that would have been a perfectly confident move. But because I wasn't taking into account my teammates, I was actually being overconfident Yeah. for the situation. But that was yeah. also because they were, you know, I mean, it's a two-way road. I was being overconfident. They were being too cautious. Right. And that's why, you know, like, one of our recommendations with solo queue is to always err on the side of caution. Because you're playing with people you don't know with. Uh, you're, you know, and if you are confident if you go in there you're gonna die because your teammates are gonna sell you out yeah yeah you need to kind of feel them out and you know build confidence over the course of the game with them you know start cautious and be mindful of their play styles and and like i said build that confidence up right to the point where you know that certain actions will provoke a reaction from them of course, if you find out that they're just so cautious, so overly cautious that there is no amount of, you know, uh, there's no amount of confidence that you can have that's actually productive, then you've got a situation. But hopefully you can fix some of that with some kind communication, some productive communication. But uh, And I think the big mistake that people make is, by and large, everyone is too cautious. Um, that's how, how it many starts, games yeah. How many games have we won where the entire team was negative? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, well, those are those are points of pride, though. I love those. Oh, uh, exactly, because we're confident, you know. And how many, like, we if we get someone new into the community and they get into a game, you know, and the enemy team gets barren, they're like, oh god, we have a turtle. We barren? Like, <laughs> how often does barren the enemy team having barren affect what we do? Like 
almost never. Yeah. No, it, I can't remember the last time <laughs> we have gone. They have Baron. Let's hide. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's because, you know, we're confident. We are, uh, but, you know, by and large, people are too cautious. So when somebody gets a brief spark of confidence, they're the lone person out and they get labeled a feeder. Um, and a, a lot of factors go into being confident or being cautious. Um, like the, your champion, who you're playing, uh, your teammates, how many times you've played with them, how often you play with them. Their um, level of confidence, obviously. And their level of confidence, too. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's something that you can be a lot more confident than you think you can be. Yeah. Let's say it that. But then, now I want to go to the other side here and say that caution isn't a bad thing. You know, ha- being cautious, reasonably cautious of, you know, and, and as a result, not taking an unnecessary risk that has no payoff or reward. That's, that's a level of discipline that a lot of people could learn at the same time. You know, that, that example of, uh, you know, if you're queuing with people that you're playing with, you need to learn some, or that you're, that you're not used to playing with, then you need to learn to be a bit more cautious. You, you might have to take on that style of play. Yeah, no, that, that's something I want to, I agree on you because one thing, like my 100 game challenge is Draven has taught me a lot of things, but if, if I could say anything that bad has come from it is that I forgot how to be cautious. <laughs> and like, I always go in like guns blazing and just like you said, overconfident, overconfidence leads to failure and disaster. And, uh, I can say that, uh, happened more than once where like, I go in and I think this is gonna go great ah, I'm draping well, yeah, yeah. next thing you know the, people... the screen is gray and you're buying items <laughs> yep. and I'm laying on the floor and I'm just like <laughs> the make, but the mistake that people make though is that they get all emotional about it yeah. and they start calling people names instead of looking at it objectively uh, is you know okay if I had gone in on that too maybe I would have gotten a double kill. Right. You know, and we've talked about this before, like the not being afraid of dying. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) this is, this is a common thing on our stream at this point is, you know, Hey, we just got an ACE and all it cost us was a Teemo. Yeah, exactly. We're we're okay with offering up a sacrificial lamb. If it's going to get us, you know, if it's going (laughs) to win us the game, I mean, even better if it's Teemo, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like his whole team's one. We got the Teemo, oh, but our whole team's ace. Yeah. But you know what? We got the Teemo. We got six <laughs> kills out of that that, that exchange. <laughs> right, right. The enemy team and our Teemo. Um, but but that's that's a good example because you know in in those cases and it's you know whether it's a Teemo or a Master Yi or whatever. Um, if if that person went in there with a great deal of confidence and died. That doesn't mean they were overconfident. Look at the full result. You know, if the rest of the team backed them and they just happened to die because, well, let's face it, someone was going to eat it in that team fight. That's the price paid. That guy did his job. He probably got four assists, you know, for his for his effort. But, you know, so next time you see somebody leading the charge, even if they're not scoring well, just be mindful of how they're playing and what kind of contribution they're offering the team. You may find that they're the linchpin 
or that they're the ones that are enabling your team to actually perform. Yeah, even though their kill-death ratio is negative. Right. And, you know, with people being too cautious, you need to look at it objectively and be honest with yourself. Why am I being so cautious? And the answer you'll come up with most of the time is that you don't want to get negative because you don't want to be the one everyone blames when things go bad. Yeah. That's the only reason. I'm going to give you guys a little tip here for stepping outside of your comfort zone because that's if this is if this sounds like you like if you really reflect on the way that you play and you kind of sit there and like oh yeah well maybe i do back off a little bit too soon because i don't want to die you know and that's that's your reasoning well maybe and this is going to be hard maybe you should just go die I mean, like, not in real life or anything. I'm not. You know, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I didn't mean to take it like a dark turn there. No, I mean, like, it does not advocate suicide of any sort. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should just take the risk. Just bite the bullet if you're conscious of it. You know, once you're conscious, you can actually do something about it. But bite the bullet and just go and you know, go in there with the dude and see what happens. Because chances are you'll find out. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah. You know, if you're if you were well intentioned and you were backing your team, you'll find out that yeah, there's still a lot of people out there that are going to give you some grief. But there's not as many as you might think. There's going to be far more out there who recognize your contribution than who rage at you. It's just yeah. that the people who are raging tend to be a whole lot louder. Well, and and the reason it tends to work out better than you would think is because the enemy team, if they see a little Teemo offering himself up (laughs) as a sacrifice, (laughs) how many abilities and ultimates and summoner spells are they going to use to kill that Teemo? I don't care what champion I'm on. I'll spend every single ultimate I've got to catch that little guy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I'm rooting for him the entire time. That's how, you know, you can win the 4v5 afterwards because they've they've used all their crap kill that one person the four the rest of your team still has all their crap and they can use that to kill the rest of them so yeah (laughs) so you know don't don't go kill yourself like don't (laughs) die like don't go and die please no but i (laughs) learned to be learned to have the same confidence level the same level of caution with your team once you if you find a group of guys a group of folks that you play with, be on the same level. Loilo wants you to live. <laughs> live a I, mean, I can certainly relate to this in general. I mean, before I found Loilo, I was a solo queue player, and I started playing with you guys a lot. And I exhibited all of those symptoms. I would back yeah, off straight away. I, I didn't want to die. I know, right? I, I did. You not still want to do die. sometimes, Darkski. Some. If, if, it, if it's hey, you can't change over five people, I'm not going to back him up. I don't, I don't care what I'm on and how fed I am. He will, he will ult someone under the tower. I'm not well, following him. You Sorry. know, hey, Darkski, maybe you should go die. <laughs> no, but continue, wow, Jeff. Continue. Continue, Darkski. And yeah, I, I was the overcautious player. And with time playing with you guys, I, I learned that, you know, you can sacrifice yourself, as you were saying, for the greater good. It's almost a, a superhero trope for the greater good. If I die... A religious an ace, trope. I, 
I'm not a noob. Your League of Legends, <laughs> your League of Legends, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, I am League of Legends, Jesus. <laughs> no, but solo queue. I was taught that was bad because you would be called a noob for dying, and it's it still happens when I'm not playing with you guys, and I'll I'll play a ranked game or I would play with you know just a solo queue game. And I will do the things that I would do with you guys, and I get called a new. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. If you guys had backed me up, if you guys hadn't run away, we would have won that. And then I realized that, that was me six months ago. Yeah, and that's, how mad that's... did that make you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get, getting better at the game <laughs> makes you a worse player, it turns out. <laughs> at least, you know, by it, certain people's gauge. By solo queue standards, I am a worse player. And it infuriates me. Yeah, but isn't the game a lot more fun now? <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't rage anymore. <laughs> no, it, and that's that's a you know I I want to bring this up. I'm I'm glad that you brought up uh, y- yourself as an example because I remember when you first joined up with us and we started playing with you that you would go very very positive at times, and yet you would still hear all of us. Like digging into you for not contributing to the team, like you'd be sitting there at like seventeen and four, and we're just like, "Come on, Darkski, play as part of the team. What are you doing?" Like, you know, we're giving with you us. Legitimate- it's the opposite. If yeah. you don't die, we we get mad and rage. <laughs> You're not dying enough. What's wrong with you? But that was the point. I might have been seventeen and four because I got a couple of nice ganks off. But if I'm pushing, you know, top lane. And you guys get engaged upon in a four v five. That's bad, bad play by me. Are, are you sure? Solo because queue, I think I, I've got a recent example where that's not so bad. Okay, notwithstanding. Okay, I'll shut yeah, up. Yeah, that Ben's dark. See how how far were you in top lane? <laughs> like, did you get to the third tower? Did you get to the inhibitor? If so, then it's fine. Uh, but if you're just like there, freezing lane, getting minion kills, then well. <laughs> we don't like you. Yeah. You're at but if I'm second. if I'm farming like a boss, I mean I'm still doing the right thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's 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 one thing I'd have noticed after playing with you guys a lot, and then going, I, I was trying to get gold at the end of season two, and that's the first thing I noticed is why are they getting angry at me for trying to make plays? <laughs> oh, because they're running away because they're overly cautious. Yep. 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 And how, like, and the one thing is, how many times do you even just not even notice your KDA anymore? I, mean, I don't look at it. Like, it doesn't matter. I, no. Yeah. I, I look <laughs> at it on the final screen played, because it's I was, there. I was three and ten, and it didn't matter because we were still. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, and I think that uh, one of the traits that a lot of players will find they take on as they play more and more with teams, with people that they know is that they stop looking at their score so much and really just look at the positioning on the map. You know, how much of the map does my team control? As opposed to, what's our, are, are we ahead in kills or are we behind? You know, they'll talk, they'll think about, okay, well, maybe we're behind in kills, but we have more objectives, therefore the gold should be more even. You know, th- that's the, con- the, the way that we start gauging the status of the game. And, I mean, you can do that in solo queue, but... Solo queue won't teach you to evaluate the game in that fashion. Well, and we've had people come in who watching the stream and they're like, you know, they look at the 
the score, the kill death score, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. and we're way behind. Like, wow, you guys are getting trounced. We're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, we are not going. There's no way we can lose this game. Yeah. You know? and then we win, and they're like, oh well, gee. Yeah, no, this 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 yeah. silly top lane ye game. We actually had a guy in the chat who was, you know, because I was the one streaming. He was talking about how bad I was and I wasn't contributing. And you know what? I wasn't really contributing, at least not in the conventional sense. But he was saying we were losing. We yeah. may have been down oh, by oh, like oh, we may have been down by like twelve kills when he said this, but we had all of their lane towers and two of their inhibitors down, and like one of our inhibitors was gone. Yeah, and and what when you are pushing the base that hard, all three lanes, and you get aced in a in a conventional solo queue game. If you get aced at like the forty minute mark, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Because they're going to just push down the mid and win. But because the respawn timers are like a minute. But <laughs> if they have to defend their base from like two or three lanes of super minions that are knocking on the door, it <laughs> doesn't matter. You just wait and yeah. come back and <laughs> yeah. push again. You, just, you watch the enemy farm for a little bit and then, you know, you come back and you do it again. Um, but uh, I, I think we made the transition suddenly from, you know, the difference, <laughs> more differences between solo queue and be the, more confident. Yeah. Be so, yeah. If it, <laughs> be more confident, but there is a time for caution. Just be aware of that. That's our tip for the solo queuers out there. For those of you who insist on being, you know, solo queue for life, maybe, you, you know what? If you can't inspire confidence in your teammates, then you're going to need to err on the side of caution, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know what? If you are going to be looking at KDA, the question you should be asking yourself is not, will I be able to kill more? No. The question you should be asking is, will my team be able to kill more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was our playbook there on balancing, and that's the trick, balancing caution and confidence. So last week we did a uh, game. We hadn't done a game in a while, and I think we're going to continue to mix that up and insert uh, games every now and then. This particular game was to take your summoner name, and uh, if well, if your summoner name were an item, what would it be called, and uh, what would it do? And we got, I mean, I, I think we probably got more responses to this than we had to a Q-tip in the past. Yeah, and turns uh, out a lot of people have summoner names. <laughs> Turns out a lot of people were missed the game. Turns I out even, a lot of people have a lot of free time and <laughs> want to give their ideas for potential season three items. Anyway, <laughs> the first one up is Chaos Burrito. Okay, is, is, would be is a, that his name too? Chaos that's, Burrito. That's the summoner name, oh, Chaos Burrito. Awesome. Uh, it would be a destructive burrito that makes enemies attack each other when activated, affecting both champions and min- minions for two seconds. Has a two-minute cooldown. When consumed, heals a base of 50 health plus all damage dealt from turned enemies. Can affect up to 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of burrito affects 20 people? What kind of crazy burrito do you have in America? <laughs> You've been to the burrito shops in Terra? They sell some pretty destructive burrito. I feel right. like this should be an activated item that has only a certain number of charges to it. And you activate it and it creates a, like a cloud behind you that trails behind you for two seconds and any champions who are caught in it or, you know, or minions that are caught in it, then turn and attack each other. <laughs> you know, like that just seems more appropriate, right? 
Chipotle away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I made a fart reference. Stay yeah. classy. Went straight for the toilet. <laughs> um, next one is a jolly walrus. My summoner name is a jolly walrus. No, the not. item would summon a large jolly walrus to summoner's rift, which would follow raging players and say encouraging phrases like, hey, bro, cheer up. And at least you aren't playing against a karma. <laughs> would you like a sweet roll? And have you considered playing Teemo? The walrus would grant vision <laughs> of the targeted raging player for 60 seconds and mute them while the walrus expends his jolly attitude towards the player. <laughs> Yes. Riot. <laughs> Season three, please. Riot, Riot please. Every everything you've done with player behavior till now <laughs> is worth nothing. Make it happen. It, it, it yeah. has all been leading up to the jolly yes. walrus. <laughs> all all efforts all efforts in uh, improving the toxic community have been leading to this one idea. This is the <laughs> This is the pinnacle of all of those efforts. <laughs> the Jolly Walrus. The culmination yes. of all of the player behavioral. <laughs> the Jolly Walrus. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, Phoenix Sniper, right? One of our casters, said, If my summoner name was an item, it would negate Anivia's passive and deal a lot of damage to her. <laughs> okay. Again, because... <laughs> You know, well, Phoenix uh, Sniper. Uh, oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, like the I Phoenix. But an item that negates one thing? I feel like a Nivea <laughs> play like Froggen would just be really upset. Yeah. <laughs> you really want to make an enemy out of Froggen? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You might like show up and wall off your house and then ult <laughs> you. I would love an Nivea wall right now. It would be nice and cool. <laughs> bit, of, bit of wall. All right. <laughs> Uh, Connor, my friend Connor, his his summoner name. We love is, Connor, by the way. Yeah, who's played on stream quite a bit. He's a cool guy. Uh, his name, his summoner name is Incompetent User, and his item is the Incompetent User Thingamabob, which has some boring stats on it. But the passive, unique passive, dealing damage to enemy champion renders them incompetent. <laughs> what does the incompetent <laughs> effect have beyond? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Unspecified. Yeah. It's it's much better than it makes the enemy champion incontinent. It, it turns them into Alistair Bot from season one. Where he <laughs> tower dives three towers level two. <laughs> oh man, best item ever. Get that onto a ranged AD carry and go to town. <clears throat> oh no, throw it on Karthus. <laughs> <laughs> Karthus ults, the entire team runs into towers. Yeah. All right. And that's, uh, we had one more. Nile Pudding is a, he wants to do Nile's Wholesome pit Pudding, which would be, in his words, a consumerable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> consumerable. It'd be a consumerable for 500 gold. Uh, your champion places a tasty, invisible pudding on the floor to be gobbled up by allies. When an ally walks over the pudding, they gobble it up, re regaining 300 HP over five seconds and giving 15% movement speed. You know, I feel like, like that's I feel like that's a good idea for like a champion ability. Yeah, like a reverse trap of some kind. You know, we've got all these traps that people lay down on the map that affect the enemy if they run over them. 
but mm-hmm. what about a what about a champion like uh, imagine a little you know anti teemo running around that throws down like mario kart speed boosts everywhere <laughs> you know it gives like it gives them a little boost of speed and then it consumes the <laughs> consumes the uh charge on the ground oh, yeah, or even better it like... has like the little question mark things so you run <laughs> over it and you gain a random special ability or activated ability <laughs> Banana peel. Yeah. Banana peel. <laughs> oh my gosh! Makes make checks payable at the low elo. Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario. So basically, well, a, you know, the, the name is the name is a work in progress. Okay, but the idea is gold. <laughs> like a gold. No, that's star. actually a good idea for a support champion. Yeah. Like positive traps. Yeah. That. Well, and he, they they can you know you can give them a gambling theme. Because you never know exactly what you're going to get. Gambling is fun, children. Yeah. No, it, it is. Could be, like, it would pick be it up. A it's mix. a habit you'll never would, put down. It would be a mix of all other support ults, but like not as good. Right. Like It could be a, a Janna ult that just like pushes everyone away. Or a Taric ult, which gives you more damage. Or a mini Lulu ult that makes you bigger. Yeah. I think a good ult for this sort of type champion would be just like, Throw all her little goodies all at once, like, and then all the all her ally champions just like try to pick up as many as they can, and then start the team fight there. Oh yeah, no, the old the old would just be, be like fun. she empties the bag in the target area. That sounds like a great way to bait your AD carry to running into the enemy team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get the AD boost before the team fight starts. Yeah. Hey, AD carry, go get the lucky charms. <laughs> Oh, anyway. no, that's good. Okay, I love the game. I, I I like that idea, though, just the positive traps. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would add so much more diversity. Well, yeah, and it's just something that hasn't, just... hasn't been explored yet. Yeah. It's like you're running through the jungle, and then you're trying to chase down some guy, and all of a sudden, he your opponent's running way faster, and he's like, why is he running way faster? Oh, he found a goodie, but I didn't see it. Yeah. So he just got away. No, it's, hmm. I, I like this. I feel like that deserves more exploration. So this week, because <clears throat> I said we're going to mix it up, we're going to go back to doing a Q-tip with perhaps more games coming next week. This week, we want to have you give us Q-tips. You know, that's a quick how to play as or against for one of our earliest AD carries, but still one of our most beloved, Tristana. So you'll want to hmm. get your best tip in order. Make sure to keep it short and easy to consume and mail it to team at lowelo.com with Q-tip in the subject line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to remember how to play Tristana again. I used to be really good with her, but then I found Draven. Title it with Hey Christian. Yeah, do that. Now, of course... You can send us all kinds of email if you like, not just Q-tips. You can send us success stories, questions. You know, I mean, you can send us Nigerian spam, but our spam filter is actually pretty good about that. So, uh, if we, but if we like it, uh, not the Nigerian spam, but your legitimate email, then we'll read it on the air and maybe even answer a few questions. Compi, what do we got this week from the mailbag? Check them out. Email, email, email. Anyway. Uh, Camoso 
uh, has a little success story. He uh, was in a game with some randos, not from the community, Mm -hmm. and he was defending one of his teammates who the other teammates had gone in and called him feeder and a noob and all this. Also, like, verbally defending him. Yes, verbally defending him. And, uh, (laughs) no, he jump kicked them. Um, (laughs) Hey, I I don't know. It might have been at a land center. Right. Uh, and he, the the guy, was like really thankful afterwards, and he said, asked why he thought that way, and he showed him the Low Elo website, and he said after he thanked me, but he wanted us to let us know that it felt really good getting one more person to think the right way and maybe not rage as hard. You guys help out so much. Ty exclamation point. So I thought it, that was cool. No, that is cool, and it's it's probably one of the most effective ways to, you know, I guess do your part to make sure to, to improve the community is to, you know, when you see that there's room to write a situation, to step in and take that risk and try and write the situation. And then, you know, if, if you think that there's merit to it, heck, send them over to us. We'll teach them the rest they need to know. But you, know, you, you got to be the change you want to be in the world, right? Yeah, definitely. Got another email from Senvius. Uh, he was has a little question for us because he says, when offering advice to other listeners, we say things like, if you're having fun and you're winning, it doesn't matter what other people say, mm-hmm. suggesting that the only way to have fun is to win. Hmm. But he said he finds that a game can be fun if the team works well together, even if they lose. Am I wrong about the way I'm taking your words? And I would say absolutely yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a loss can be just as fun. Yeah, and and you know I, I'm sure that we've we've probably said that at some point uh, mixed those words where we said you know if, as long as you're having fun and winning that it's okay. But uh, I think really the focus is on having fun and ma- but making sure that everyone is having fun. That's kind of the key. Right. You know, the best example of that is like when you're in those like fifty fifty five hour long games and you realize. Both teams are like on the same level, and like it, it gets you get really into it. It's just like way more engaging and fun, and yeah, <clears throat> that'd be a good example right there. Like, like if you lost one of those games, it's just like, well, you know what? That was a great game that like both of you, that both teams can agree on. Oh yeah. yeah, no that that that's actually really satisfying when both teams just outright agree that it was an epic game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that and that's what. The ELO system, you know, even the normal ELO system, that's the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that, that's what it's trying to make every game for you. It's supposed to be extremely close. Everyone's supposed to be around the same amount of skill. Uh, and that's what it's trying to do. So when you get into those really long, you know, back and forth, you know, 70-minute games, yeah, it can be a whole lot of fun, even though you might lose. Well, and, and length doesn't really matter in there either. It, it could just yeah. be those those really quick games that were just very intense, you know. Right. I mean, if, if the game ends at 25 minutes, but the score is dead even on both sides, you know it was still probably a pretty good game. So Yeah. No, I, I, I'd say that, yeah, he was misinterpreting what we were saying, but, uh, you know, I, I do like the fact that uh, he already, you know, that, that he knew well enough to know that whatever he was hearing didn't se- seem quite right. So, good yeah. for you there, man. Yeah, uh, this is a really good email from Brad. He didn't give a summoner name. Uh, he said that he's been playing, and it was a long one. 
and I read it still. Okay. But I'm glad I read it because it's really good. Uh, he said that he's been playing with a group of friends for a year now. And he said that over the to- over time, the, the group started to polarize and their language started to change. While some of us would discuss mechanics of enemy champs and how to expose weaknesses, others focused on how good or bad the player seemed to be. Some started to rage in all chat. It was really weird and I didn't understand it. Basically, some were becoming the types of player we all hated when we were new. And uh, he said he wasn't completely on board when we started talking about moving the game away from archaic mechanics, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the light of the behavior of his friends, he, uh, he's an absolute believer. The bloodthirster conversation has totally given voice yeah. to my frustration. Should I so buy the, a bloodthirster? Yeah. So the question now is, how do we combat this polarization in a way that reunifies the group instead of splitting it? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can give a very narrow answer that probably isn't so helpful. So let me do that, and maybe it'll give others a, something to actually build off of. So take this with a grain of salt, but... Um, I think the best thing a riot could do to, you know, get everyone on board is to just make the change. You know, get rid of archaic mechanics and concentrate on gameplay and dis- and the importance of decision making in the game. Because the players who get stuck on the old mechanics and, you know, as a result are saying, I, I would totally own you if this were season two, they're not going to be playing for much longer. Yeah. Or, or they're going to end up changing their attitude real quick, and they'll just have to adapt and change. But I, I'm, I'm sure there's a more complicated answer of how do we get everyone on board with this? Anybody? Of the uh, well, I, I don't want to focus so much on the items, but uh, you know, how do you combat? And what he's talking about is the two different player personality types that have emerged from his group of friends. Mm, okay. You know, like the the people who are looking at it objectively, treating the game with respect, treating, most importantly, enemy players and teammates with respect, you know, mm-hmm. versus the people just calling and calling, you know, and raging. Yeah. You know, and that can be really frustrating if you're a group of friends, you know, try to curb that behavior first, try to get them to listen to the show. I mean, shameless I mean, plug, we, not not shameless well, plug, it's it's. It's totally. Well, I mean, justified. how many? Yeah, how many success stories do we get on this thing? This is like our thing, you know. Don't rage, you know. Respect other people. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I think see how would you do this? We've. Oh yeah. Let's let's hear. Let's <laughs> well, hear. I mean, actually, Darsky, is there a time in the future when <laughs> we've conquered this problem? Sadly, no. The League of Legends community has not conquered this problem yet. <laughs> But the, this is actually kind of what it used to be for me as well. I used to play with a lot of real-life friends as well. And it sort of turned into that it, everyone would just get angry. You know, I talk about I used to be you know, a bit of a rager, and so was my group of friends. And I, I couldn't find a way to really get out of that groove. And Loie Lo is what did it for me at the end of the day. So... <laughs> Bring him over here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So make him listen to Lowy Low. Okay, that works. Um, you know, I want to go back to some advice that we gave a previous listener when he was asking about how to modify the behavior of just one of his friends. 
And that, that advice was to, I guess, adopt a little bit of their behavior and show them to, you know, make show proof that it doesn't work while then turning around and then showing them how they can achieve a better result from, by adopting the desired behavior. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go in there and, and rage a whole bunch and definitely don't rage against them. But, uh, you know, if, if they get very emotional over the game, then maybe at a point where you start to feel things are getting emotional, just call it out. Just say, you know, throw out there. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, you know what? This, this Alistair has ganked my lane three times now. He's really getting under my skin. I need to calm down. Just say it. Even if you really don't need to calm down, but you're sensing that, say that you're having the problem and say, you know what, I need to, you know, so you're, you're acknowledging that it's getting to you, that it's provoking an emotional response, you know, and, and you could even, you know, maybe throw out there, I don't even feel like he's that good. And then just but get in there with the qualifier and say, I need to calm down. I, I can, I think I can beat this guy if I just pay attention to the, uh, to what he's doing. I just need to do X, you know, and then throw in the mechanic of the champion there, you know, how to counter the mechanic of the champion. So, you know, just give them something they can relate to, turn it into something productive, and ease it towards actual productive behavior. Does that, that seem reasonable? Yeah, it certainly seems like just, you know, showing them what, they are doing and then what they should be doing is a really a really good way to really change a person's outlook and behavior yeah yeah well, i mean and there and there are some people though that honestly it's going to be a lost cause yeah or <laughs> or it's just going to be a ton of work and it may not even be work you want to do man how they approach a game like this is going to be in line with how they approach the world if they're a very selfish person and all they're worried about is, you know, oh, everything is, you know, happening to me, you know, then it's, if they're, if they lack empathy, it's not going to work. Yeah. Sociopaths. Yeah. They're, <laughs> so, so if you're, if your friends are all sociopaths, then you're not going to find a lot of success in, in taking this approach. And, and as we usually recommend to our listeners whose friends are mostly sociopaths, you may want to find some new friends. The, the low elo <laughs> chat room is always open. Start there, buddy. Um, <laughs> but but given the but on the off chance that your friends are not <laughs> sociopaths, that they're not all <laughs> broken in the head, chance chances are that if they actually want to get better at this game and they want and, and that they find winning fun showing them a more a, an easier way to win and that being you know concentrating on the positive and the the effect they can have on the game concentrating on that and showing that that can ha sh uh, get them to a victory might have a better better effect for you if they're not a sociopath okay just just but if they are a sociopath just tell them go die <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, this email i want to read for christian's sake this comes from greg i know summoner name given okay. so I, I was listening to your last podcast while jungling jacks 
You oh. guys said Jack's 1v5 late game, and right after, we got into a team fight, and after 1,800 games, I got my first pentakill. So thanks, nice. Lowy Low community. Nice. <laughs> I mean, just seeing, just seeing someone getting the right idea of how to play Jax, it, it, it warms the cockles inside my heart. It, <laughs> it's, sending, it's like a father sending off his kid to college, and it's just like, they you don't want to like they grow up so fast. Don't they? <laughs> oh man, that's that's son, the best kind of son, success. Good for you. <laughs> and that's all the email. Okay, okay. Oh, that good email this week. Good, yep. good job, listeners. If you want to send us more of your success stories, uh, stories of your uh, apropos pentakills. Or, stories about your sociopathic yeah, or, friends. Yeah, your sociopathic <laughs> friends. Or or if you are if you yourself are a sociopath <laughs> struggling with uh <laughs> raging in League of Legends, send us email at I try not to rage, but I'm a sociopath. What can <laughs> I do? <laughs> send us email. It's team at lowelo.com. Now this is the time where Normally, we'd have somebody read off the, uh, the shout-outs for the iTunes community, those of you who have left us five-star reviews, of which we are very appreciative. We'd have, you know, Dave, myself, or Christian read it off in a funny voice. Um, so we're just going to hand it over to Darkski, since this is his first time on the show, and that's, that's kind of a tradition at this point. You know, if you're the first time on the show or you're a guest on the show, you get to do the shout-outs. So, and he already has a funny voice. Uh, yeah, what are you saying about my... Oh, I, I, I didn't I, say I, I, anything. Hey, Jeff. Hey, I wasn't going to go there. I was thinking about it. I went there. You went there. <laughs> Classy. Well, Just remember, he, out with you guys anymore. he knows how you die. Fun of my voice. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. Sorry, this week, the shout-outs go out to Captain Animal 69 House of Cards, Paco's 13, Shadow Man, without the A, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be Min, uh, Grendel, All Dem Cellar Doors, <laughs> Johnny Bravo, <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that name is intriguing to me, <laughs> Johnny Bravo 33, Micro Godrad, and three people who left really nice comments, Adalor, low elo, two op. As the booty flossed, I'm quite sure if that's supposed to be a play on the as as you booty, as you booty, as a booty flossed. <laughs> the opiness of the show is huge. Agreed. <laughs> Size matters. And Elglor, Elglor, the comment best League of Legends podcast by far. Thank you, Elglor. Yeah, thank you. All of you, we're well on our way to uh, 400 reviews here. Remember, episode 50 is coming up. Man, it'd be kind of cool if we get uh, 500 reviews by the time we hit, or 400 reviews by the time we hit 50. I know we're going to hit it by the end of the year. There's no doubt about that. But uh, in, just remember, if you send us your uh, five-star review on iTunes, we'll happily give you a shout-out on the show. Maybe even read some of your kind words. If you happen to be a member of the iTunes store in another country other than North America and you want to get your shout out, 
well, there's a lot of countries out there, and uh, we just can't go perusing through every single one of them to find your review. Shoot us an email, let us know, and we will do our best to give you the recognition that you deserve in our low elo community. It's a lot of countries other than North America. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I learned America's about that. my favorite country. <laughs> I learned about that when I Wikipedia. Very progressive of you. <laughs> What country are you from? Oh, I'm from North America. Well, you know, I didn't say anything about there being other countries out there as awesome (laughs) as the U.S. So, oh, see, you said U.S. It's not U.S. It's North America. Well, but but it's it's actually (laughs) it's actually not the North American store. We keep saying that. I think it's actually actually it's the U.S.A. store because there's a Canadian store and a Mexican store. So, you know, (laughs) we're like we can't even get that right. But it's NA on, you know, League of Legends. So right. we're on the NA servers. So we just so think number NA. one League of Legends, <laughs> number one iTunes store, NA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. There's also, remember, if you want to communicate with us, email is always an option. It's team at lowelo.com. If you want to hit up any of the individual cast members, find us on Twitter. I'm Eat Gamer. Christian is all your base one two three, Compy is all low elo Dave man how did I, I I almost oh no I'm I'm messing all this up oh my gosh okay 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 time out Jeff time out is... all right yeah. you know what fine you do it you do it yeah teach Christian. me you want me to do it yeah you want yeah. me to do it all right okay I'll do it you don't know mine that's each gamer. Dave is Oilo Dave. I am at CTF1990. And you had Darksy to think about is... it. You had to think about it. Darksy, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're at that Darksy guy. That is correct. I am at that Darksy guy. All right. Right. Touche. That Darksy guy. Yes, I did have to think about my own name. <laughs> wow. Maybe I, maybe I really did think about that. Your bad. <laughs> Why don't you change your name already? <laughs> yeah, come on. It's like everybody else. I mean, at least Dave's is, you know, has Dave in there, so I can catch that. But but you, man, it's like you're Christian, aka all your base one, two, three, all aka CTF one nine nine zero. Come on. <laughs> You've been capturing a lot of flags lately. <laughs> Please, ever since nineteen ninety, man. Yeah. Yes, that's a lot of flag capturing. You must be a big fan of Unreal Tournament. I was a big fan of Capture Flag and Halo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not not even going to go there. Not even going to go there. Um, Instead, I will encourage everyone to go to the website, www.lowelo.com. It's also where you can find the likes of uh, Darkski, actually, and the rest of our awesome streamer crew. Uh, just click the live link at the very top or visit lowelo.com slash stream. We've basically got content going there every afternoon and uh, almost every every evening at this point, too. Varying content from 5v5s with uh, community casting to, you know, solo queue, normal queue, whatever we like to do. It's always a good time and we always interact with our chat, so check us out. Now, of course, if you want in on any of those games... You're going to want to be in the in-game chat. 
That's also probably the, one of the best places to find other people from the low elo community to play games with, set up ranked teams, or just discuss episodes, whatever you like to do. And those in-game chats are all one word, L-O-W-E-L-O. If it's full, check out Low Elo One or Low Elo Two, Low Elo Three. We'll make it go as high as possible, but we'll also make sure that the casters and uh, the crew, if we're ever running events, that we are also in each of those channels. Also, want to give a final shout out to all of our paid subscribers. Those are the members of the community who take it upon themselves to go above and beyond and help to support the show financially. We really appreciate your contributions. And, uh, yeah, all, all paid subscribers at the end of November, we do have a special gift in store, and we'll be mailing that out to you. Don't worry, you don't have to pay any extra shipping. That would be kind of a dick move on our part. Hey, have some free stuff. As long as you send us another dollar, we're not going to do that. Free stuff for everybody, or at least, you know, to the cool people that subscribe to us. With that said... This is Low Elo, episode 49, inching up on 50. Congratulations, everybody, by the way. Big 5 0. Yeah. Looking forward to it. 40, right? Senior yeah. citizens discount. <laughs> Duxky, what's our 50th episode be like? Again, I can't give out spoilers. I had this discussion with Jeff earlier. Oh, I don't want to mess with the space time I'm continuum. So, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's against 50 the rules. Episodes. <laughs> it's, it's in the manual, okay? Australian manual of Australia. <laughs> yeah, we, we at birth we are handed a manual that <laughs> yeah. explains how the space-time continuum works. And yeah. I well, can't tell you. Welcome what to existence. Here's your manual. <laughs> what is this? Fallout three? Yeah, right. Well, on that bombshell, I'm e Jeff, a.k.a. E Crayons. This is Dave, a.k.a. Copy386. <laughs> yeah. e I, did I say Eat Jeff? You said Eat Jeff. Uh, you knew that was going to happen. That's why you didn't tell me. Uh, I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons, no matter what I might tell you. This is Dave, a.k.a. Compi386, who has nothing witty to say. What? What? This is Christian, Correct. a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Eat <laughs> and, and our special guest and one of our members of our casting crew, Darkski, uh, a.k.a. Shay. But does anyone actually call you Shay? I mean, besides Uda? No, no one actually calls me by my real name ever. Not even my own mother. <laughs> she calls me up she's like, hey, Darksky, can you come over so, and fix my computer? So I, I because, of your, because of your accent, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. You're not. Well, that's a secret for another day, Jeff. It's also in the manual. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Darsky. You're very welcome. Don't forget, stay classy.
As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realise there's nothing left Cause I've been laughing and blasting so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never met a bloke who didn't deserve it I've been treated like a punk, you know it's unheard of You better watch where you're walking and how you're talking Or you and your homies will be lined in chalk I really hate to trip but I gotta lope as I fade, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of geo all the homies want to be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the streetlights. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Gangsters. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. What kind of situation they got me facing? I can't live a normal life. I've been phased by the street. I've got to be down with a hood team. Too much television watching's got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Ten in my hand and a gleam in my eye A low down gangster set tripping banger My homies is down so don't rouse my anger Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat The way I'm living life do or die What can I say? 23 now but will I live to see 24 The way things are going I don't know Tell me why are we so blind to see That the ones we heard were you And the money, money and the power Minute after minute, hour after hour Everybody's running, but half a month Lockheed's going on in the kitchen But I don't smell what's cooking How can I learn if nobody's there to teach me If they don't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't I guess they front, that's why I know my life is out of luck for Been spending most our lives Living in the gangster's paradise Been spending most our lives Living in the gangster's paradise And why? So blind to see that the ones we heard were you and me. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Been spending most our lives living in the gangsters' paradise. Play that ukulele. What's up? Where's my money? Where's my money?